And maybe we'll see you on Friday for bingo. You should join us, Minister Fide. Maybe you should join us. All right. First of all, I've got to say, you always dress so dapper. You, you look immaculate. And I was <laughs> I was struggling if I had, should have a jacket on. I feel like getting one of my assistants, my son or daughter, <laughs> to go get a jacket. <laughs> I don't want to interrupt. because That's been very, very kind. We've been going on too long. I did put a shirt on, though. And I was going to wear a toque because uh, today in Toronto, there was snow this morning. Wow. Yeah. Snow in May. In May, it's heartbreaking. But you know, wow. I've considered things now first world problems, so I'm not really too too upset. Yes, about it. it is what it is. Wow, we need to find you a place to live in Saint Lucia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. It would be nice. And so we we we're, we'll, we'll jump along quickly here, and I'd love to see how things are going. First of all, uh, things you're 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 stuck in a beautiful lush. Island paradise uh, in of uh, the island of Saint Lucia. Yeah. I've been, I've washed myself in mud in the sulfur pits. I've I've toured the island, beautiful island, and I've I had a, I had some great time there with my family on a vacation a couple of years ago. We've been down uh, several times for different events, and when we uh, Canadians, as you know, love uh, love Saint Lucia. How are things on the island, and as it relates to, um, we've asked similar questions because we've had Minister. Um, from Bahamas and Jamaica and Barbados with uh, um, Kerry Simmons on. I know you know all of these fine gentlemen as well, and we've asked them very similar questions. So I guess the starting question is really, how are things on the island specifically as it relates to COVID, the number of cases, and, and if you've had any fatalities, what, what's the, that number look like? Well, I mean, absolutely great. I think we've been extremely blessed and uh, fortunate here in that um, we've had zero deaths so far. Oh, um, we've got two positive cases. Uh, the number of recorded cases were eight, uh, but um, we've, I think they've all gotten better, So, except for two, which are positive now. So that really is um, stuck in the right direction for us. We've been yeah. uh, very uh, fortunate, and we've been managing the situation very, very strongly. Yeah. Um, we're now looking at um, reopening our economy in a phased and responsible manner to ensure that we also uh, adhere and achieve the public health goal, which yeah. is to keep all of our uh, nationals and, and tourists uh, uh, very, very safe. And I understand you had uh, a bit of a, a, a bit of a marked day for celebration last week. You had you repatriated, and you had a lot of cruise uh, cruise workers stop by from stop. Yeah, be dropped off yes, and returned to their home. Tell us a bit about that. That must have been fantastic to see. Yeah. So it's like 220 of them that came. I mean, they were stuck uh, on the high seas in various parts of the world. Um, and it took quite an effort, you know, diplomatically with all the borders being closed and uh, with the cruise lines being limited as to what they can do and how they can move about. So it was, um, it was really uh, a, a trying time to get our nationals back home. But it's all um, part of this um, COVID fight. It's bringing a lot of um, challenges that none of us really uh, foresaw. Yeah. And I think what we've got to do is to ensure that we do our best to, um, to overcome them all and to stick together and work together uh, to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But uh, we are uh, very happy that we have the first batch. We've got uh, a couple of hundred more to go. And we should get them home by the end of May. 
Uh, they do have to be quarantined. Uh, that's not too bad. We're using some of our hotels to quarantine them. So um, it's like being quarantined on the beach, as you've said. Yeah, that's not a bad place to be quarantined if you had to be quarantined. And the cruise yeah. business, cruise business, very, very important to um, to to St. Lucia. I mean, you have a number of ships it arrivals. Is. It is. Um, we've lost so much business. Um, about fifty percent of the business of the season went, uh, which would. Uh, correlate with about 50% of the business as well. So economically, a lot of taxi drivers are parked, a lot of vendors are um, income-less, a lot of uh, crafts, a lot of sites and attractions that really rely on cruise tourism for oh. their very survival are now without any income. Uh, that's having a knock-on effect in government revenue. Uh, we have seen that our revenue on any given month would be an average of about 110 million. It's gone now to 40 million. Wow. So, okay. And it all happened within the space of uh, a month. Yeah. So it's so fluid, this, um, uh, this pandemic that we're all facing. We've been following um, events around the world and looking at how uh, economists are comparing this to other economic recessions like the Great Depression. Yeah. South Seven, um, uh, no, the 2001-9-11, as well as the uh, 2008 crash. What yeah. we're seeing that this really, um, since the Great Depression of the 1930s, is really among the worst, and it, it really is causing significant difficulties for small island developing states. Like yeah, but in particular in islands that are, are so tied to tourism and hospitality. And with, just Absolutely. With, with respect Absolutely. to the cruise industry, then how many All the how Canadian many passengers... have tried up. But I have, right. a, I have a story to tell you. Um, we had a couple of Canadians who actually stayed here um, and quarantined themselves. So while we were working with some of the airlines, yeah. you would get people out of the country to go back home. Uh, we just had about, I think, three or four Canadians who decided that they were going to slide under the radar for a little bit and allow ah. all the flights to go away. And um, they had the best time ever. I think they had the entire island to themselves. Wow. <laughs> really, really is. Um, uh, congratulations to them for coming up with such a, a very sensible scheme. <laughs> <laughs> now, tell me, I just want to go back to the cruise path. How many cruise passengers a year? do you receive on the island? And what, do you, what does that represent in terms of your total? Uh, last year, we had about 790,000. Um, okay. So a big deal. We were going to surpass the 800,000 mark this year. Wow. And maybe next year, we were going to get to a million. So it's a big deal. It's a, a massive chunk of change. But the, the money really is in the... Uh, Being healthy. And, and because sure. they stay longer. They uh, obviously spend more. Their consumption is more... Um, on a cruise, the accommodation is sort of offshore that goes to the cruise company. Yeah. It's very hard to tax them as well. But on hotels, um, you know, there's so much more in terms of the penetration, the economic spin off. So just so much more. And, uh, I think for one cruise line passenger, we would need, um, for one hotel guest rather, we would need about uh, seven cruise passengers to make up the economic impact for data. Okay, I see. Tell me, how is the, and this is another really important question because, you know, the people of the Caribbean, the Caribbean islands, they're, they're, they have such bright smiles and they're, they're you know, they, they welcome tourism. It's inbred in, in their daily lives and has been for generations. And 
we always ask this question about the 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 spirit of of the locals and and their the status of their mental health and how they're how they're coping with it. So, how are local Saint Lucians dealing with? You know, uh, well, first of all, traffic must not be that bad. <laughs> so I'm sure that's a on cruise days. So that's a bit of an upside if you can find a silver lining. But their mental health, how are they? How are they dealing with it? What's their What's their psyche like specifically? Just dealing with the the day to day change of of their lifestyle, the complete 180 in their lifestyle. How are they dealing with it? I think when we had our first case, um, I think that was sometime back in February. It was a British tourist. I think everyone went scared. We were like, what? Coronavirus is now in yeah. uh, We all panicked. And, uh, people just stayed at home. People didn't go to work. People were socially distanced. I mean, it was, we, we totally panicked. Yeah. Uh, then, you know, as we got more cases and there's zero deaths, you know, um, thankfully, I, 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 we keep seeing what's happening on Canadian television and, and American television. And obviously, you've got bigger populations. And, you know, the sound of 50,000 cases sounds like a lot for us. Mm -hmm. um, but in relative to your population size, it's not that bad compared to other places in the world, yeah. um, especially if you look south of you. But uh, what, we have, um, what we have done is we have told, we have shut the country down by the time we had case number three. Uh, when we realized that there's a local that's carrying the virus, um, we shut the country down for seven days just because of that. Yeah. Uh, and it became, we were uh, very decisive in what we wanted to do. Uh, we closed the uh, supermarket, we closed everything. And obviously, it was very, very hard being the guy in government was part of that decision. I mean, my mother wanted to stone me, but, uh, yeah. you know, we, we had to do what we had to do yeah. to make sure that uh, we keep our country safe, keep our people safe, and be in a good position to be able to reopen for tourism. Yeah. And I think that strategy has actually worked very, very well. So and we continue to carry on. I think that... Uh, it's pretty clear that you and and the team you've got Rod Hanna in, in Canada here working hard and you got your folks in the US all over the world really working very hard um, uh, Prime Minister Chastanet had his uh, his Mother's Day video which I was just looking at a moment ago actually uh, uh, if you see him tell him I said hello by the way <laughs> we've, we've met a few times well uh, and so you're working really very very hard uh, it seems throughout with with social media with facebook postings with just reminding uh travelers and the travel trade around the world that what saint lucia is um is all about uh, now you've got the royalton hotels you got saint Han uh, the sandals hotels the jade you've got so many fantastic properties throughout the island and what about the employees for those hotels because that that to me for somebody who goes to work and they love every every day they arrive at work and they're smiling, they're greeting tourists and they're welcoming people, saying hello, doing everything they're doing, and then boom, just to stop. How are how are the hotels being affected? You know, are they still open? Do they have? Uh, are they being ventilated and running? What's happening at the hotels? Well, we lost about fourteen thousand jobs. All the hotels are completely wow. stopped because um, at the moment. 
we have zero flights coming into the country. And so what um, we've had to do is to use that time uh, to see how we can plan to rebuild and rebuild stronger, uh, which is why you saw that we were trying uh, with social media posts to keep St. Lucia top of mind of the customer. Uh, we were making very small and sensible investments, and we were thinking of customers who are locked down in like, you know, city centers and what do they want to do and what, what, what shows are they going to watch and what videos are they going to share. Yeah. And um, as, you know, to big cities like Toronto um, were locked down, we thought that let's, um, let's do a few creative things that will cause people to talk and call their friends and share with their friends. And yeah. um, so that was part of our strategy in terms of doing that. Uh, what we are now moving towards is a scaled down reopening of the economy. Uh, yes. I think that that's uh, part of the, the strategy now. It's, it's coming along quite nicely, and uh, we should be in a good position, uh, I think, uh, come or second week of June. Yeah, that's, that, and that sort of will lead into the next question. And you, you've done a great job from a, from a social media perspective. His, his video, it's, it's locked in my mind, he had 16,000 views on that, that Mother's Day greeting from St. Lucia. So hopefully he'll be sharing this uh, this video as well. <laughs> we can get you all the coverage yeah. that we can as well. But with, with, with respect to your emergence strategy and uh, what does that look like? Because we've been speaking to different tour operators, Air Canada Vacations. Uh, last week we did a breaking news piece that they've announced uh, they're going to start some departures uh, in June to specific destinations out of Montreal and uh, out of Toronto. Um, so things are rebounding. I spoke to another uh, senior executive at a tour operator today, and they, they're hopeful that July things will start to gear up again. Um, what are, what's the, emer I guess a couple of things, because we talk about an emergence strategy. An emergence strategy, as you well know, with your, your role, is not just, we're going to open in June. End of story. It comes along with very strategic initiatives and a very strategic uh, timetable in terms of how you rebrand yourself and remarket yourself coming out of the crisis. So do you want to talk a little bit or can you talk a little bit about what you may have built out ready to deploy as it, as it relates to a, a marketing strategy or, or something that will impact the trade uh, with your reopening and your opening up for tourists? That'll be very interesting. Sure. You see, in the same way that 9-11 has um, changed our lives uh, as travelers, the very same way uh, COVID is going to change our lives and change travel for good. Uh, we see now that the airlines are, are some of them, not having people sit in the center seats, for example. Um, flight attendants and customers are being required on certain flights to wear masks for the entire duration of the flight. Uh, we see that airports are now testing people for fevers. We see that um, there are no buffets served in certain hotels. We see at the resort level, um, there's increased level of sanitation. We mm -hmm. see that the ground transportation have now adopted new protocols as it relates to seating arrangements and sanitizing protocols. Uh, we see at the hotel as well, um, employees are going to be required to wear uh, protective gear such as the mask to protect themselves and to also protect the guests. Um, I think that hotels are now going to encourage guests in a nice friendly way, um, giving them the option to wear these protective gears as well. Uh, we see that Emirates Airline becoming the first airline in the world in doing the rapid test uh, as a check-in requirement so that yeah. that individual 
will uh, at least be filtered. Uh, we're being told that the rapid test is not necessarily the gold standard test. There are some uh, abnormalities or some unreliability factors there. Mm -hmm. But um, at least it allows you to filter and it tells you one extra uh, thing about the customer. So what we've been doing is um, working with our hotel sector to see yeah. what those new set of protocols are going to be like, what those new set of arrangements that will govern the operation of tourism. So the tourism standard operating procedure has changed for good in the Caribbean. And what we have done is to seek a regional approach. So we've had the ministers of the OECS meet uh, last week. Uh, we've had the CARICOM heads of government meet as well. Um, and Prime Minister Shastny here in St. Lucia was appointed to chair the reopening of the Caribbean uh, on behalf of the heads of government. Uh, I, being the current chairman of the Caribbean Tourism Organization, uh, also uh, puts me in that position yeah. to reorganize uh, the entire sector. So we've been working hand in hand to see how uh, we can put the Caribbean in a good position. Now, islands are at varying uh, levels of readiness. I think that we are ready in St. Lucia. Uh, you're going to see us uh, making a, a big announcement on Friday as it relates to how we go forward. Okay. All right. Fantastic. So do you think, do you, is there anything specific that you can tell us that you know will we be, will be standardized in terms of... Um, in terms of how hotel workers are going to be dressed and kitted out with uh, PPEs and that sort of thing? Anything specific? Yeah, well, um, they're going to be wearing masks for sure. Uh, their um, uniforms are going to be laundered in property. They're going to have to shower before going back into their community. Um, we will uh, ask guests to maintain social distancing uh, and uh, we will require hotels to have a few rooms for quarantine. We will also have, for example, um, that the guests are going to be um, socially distanced from each other. Yeah. Uh, as we experiment in this first, first phase of the reopening, it's important that we do this. Um, we know that it's going to be a scaled-down service being offered, but you know the beach is still there. It's still wonderful. Pool is there. The rum is there. And all the things that you want. <laughs> <laughs> holiday it's going to be there yeah. you just have to enjoy them a bit more responsibly yeah. uh, entertainment will be scaled down a little bit uh, sightseeing tours will be permissible but uh, I think that we're not going to do anything to encourage mass tourism uh, by any stretch of the imagination so this is yeah. going to be very tranquil very peaceful very spatial and to allow uh, people the opportunity to be able to, um, to enjoy themselves, but also to stay safe. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time with us today. We know you're busy. You're, you're running out running out of a meeting to come and join us. So that, that means a lot to us and to Canadian agents and, and some, uh, obviously, U.S. agents that might be watching. Oh, they're the best, by the way. The Canadian right. agents, uh, I want to thank them for their business. They've done an incredible job here in St. Lucia. And um, we continue to work with them and, uh, you know, we're going to get ready for a new, well, a new farm trip very, very soon sometime uh, in the reopening phase. So uh, we've done a, a great job here on the island and we've done a few things. So we want to uh, encourage them to come and see it, you know, and spend some time and come. 
uh, even while you're locked down, come and uh, lock yourself down in paradise. Yeah. Well, they will. I'm sure they will. Thank you very much for taking the time for us. We, we're we're here to help communicate your message as always. Uh, and you can know you can count on certainly count on Travel Pulse in Canada to help you through this uh, through the crisis. All right. Communicating. Keep the pulse going. Thank you. Yes, man. Great line. I love it. Okay. Wonderful speaking to you. Thanks very much for watching, everybody. Uh, we uh, we sorry for the little delay there, but we have a very busy man with us here. Uh, thanks for continuing to support us. Follow us on Facebook and join our Facebook Live book, uh, group. Uh, and maybe we'll see you on Friday for bingo. You should join us, Minister Fide. Maybe you should join us. All right. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> Four o'clock on Friday. It's good fun. Four o'clock on Friday. Yeah, it's um, good fun. I think I think that's the date. Okay, um, we'll see you there. Maybe I may come with a St. Lucia prize Ooh, to put in the pot. Add that to the pot. It's good fun. All right, everybody. Thanks very much for watching. Thank you. And, uh, Thank we'll you see very you much. Soon. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. We'll finish off. Thank you.